and welcome into Poke the Bear episode 133. I'm Evan Marinofsky, that's Connor Ryan. Connor, what is up? Evan, I'm doing well. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. You excited for the all-star break and a little bit of a bye week? You know, what are you, what are you doing for it? Uh, I'm actually going on vacation. I'm going to be in Europe for a couple of uh, couple of days, so be mostly off the grid, which you know what that means. It means that'll probably be the week that David Postnock signs, so sorry, but maybe I'm not sorry. Maybe Bruins seems to be grateful that my absence, again, leads to some very tangible news, so uh, we'll see what happens, but I'm going to enjoy uh, taking a few days off, Evan. Maybe maybe uh, they'll ask you to go away forever if that happens. So I'd be a little oh, worried. Maybe I'd say, "Oh, Connor, I can't have you back." Be like, I'll be like that that meme of Squidward looking through the window as Patrick and, and SpongeBob running about. That'll be me. <laughs> I tweet that about Tori Krug every time he comes back to TD Garden watching uh, the Bruins. But it's interesting, wasn't it? A few years ago, you were on a plane somewhere, and they signed a bunch of people. Uh, I forget who or what year that was. Uh, Twenty twenty two. 2021 going to vegas and i was like all right well you know it's a bit of a long flight but you know it's the off season what 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 more can happen right now and then sure enough what do you know evan but they i think that kevin miller retired and then yep. i want to say like 40 minutes later brennan Kyle signed an extension like out of nowhere so again it's a long flight to europe so you're welcome lots could happen lots could happen um but anyways, uh, speaking of news, it's funny. We we always have every year this is going on for since we have been podcasting together uh, during the trade deadline. We will record an episode and then immediately things change like right after. I forgot about that uh, until Monday when it came out of nowhere. There were no rumors. There was nothing. It was just Bo Horvath to the Islanders uh, for Anthony Bovillier, um air. What's the guy's the the prospect Aaron Rati? Uh, yeah, Rati. Name, but he's a, and then a, a Finnish man. Yes, and then a top kind of a top prospect, and then a protected first round pick, top twelve protected. And was there a second round pick in there again? I forget. I, so. I think just like okay first. So just that. Um, pretty high price. Pretty high price. That's what a top six player. That's a high end prospect and a first. I don't think the Bruins were ever going to do. I mean, let's transition that to Bruins. What would that be like, DeBrusque or or like yeah. Zaka? I feel like yeah, people for for mentioning DeBrusque. And I think maybe before this year you could see the parallels. You know, I think Bovillier is kind of um, trended downward a little bit as of late, but still a, a reliable middle six guy looking for a fresh start. So you could say it's somewhat similar to Zaka. Sorry, you're moving Zaka, which you might have had to anyway in order to make the money work. Which we'll get to, but um, a first round pick, which again for the Islanders is probably more value there because it's, it's top 12 protected, but it's also like the Islanders aren't even in the playoff picture right now. Like, I, if you do that for the Bruins, you're getting uh, what 28th, 29th overall pick with Islanders, yeah, at, in the team. So, again, more value for Vancouver in that part of the move. And then Rati's an interesting guy where I think he's the top prospect for the Islanders. Um, was at one point considered the number one pick in 2021 and then dropped all the way down in the second round. So I'm not really sure what happened there, but still, when you look at what his pedigree is and where he was in the Islanders system, you're probably giving up a very equal player in terms of are you looking at a Lysel or a Lorai. So, all right, Zaka first and uh, Lysel or Lorai. Pretty steep for a guy that, again, we talked about it before. Would the Bruins like to add Horvat? Yeah, sure. Who wouldn't? Uh, you can never not go all in, especially when you look at the stakes involved with this year. But 
trading for him would be a luxury. And I think when you look at what it would take to give up more assets to welcome that kind of financial headache in the off season where you have to give him a new contract and balance in the books there. And then I think, especially when you look at taking guys off the NHL roster with this team, it's like, yeah, don't want to mess too much with what you have going on here, especially if it's a guy like uh, Zaka or Frederick, right? Like adding, adding a guy like Horvat is a luxury to your top six, but you're also subtracting like a everyday player further down the line and been creating yet another vacancy down there. So you weigh the good and the bad with a deal like that, but I think if you're the Bruins, you're probably happy that you kind of stood at the wayside and let the Islanders kind of outbid a lot of other teams there, especially teams that you probably would not be happy he went to, like Carolina or Tampa or what have you. Yeah, again, I think the be- I think this was kind of the best case scenario for Bruins fans and for the Bruins. I mean, again, you know, because obvi- again, we how many times have we said this? Where in the top six is Horvat going? Obviously, he's going in the top six, not trading for Horvat to put him on the third line. Like you've got enough third line contenders but uh, like again the cost was going to be huge again you don't want to take guys off the current roster and you also don't want to sacrifice a lot of the future either I mean they do have to stock up I know it should be all in on this year but it is important to kind of keep the prospects together I know we talked about Lysel um, on Monday and I stand by that but that doesn't mean I'm like eager to trade him Uh, but at the same time he didn't go to the Hurricanes he didn't go to even the Rangers. He didn't go to the to the Leafs. He didn't go to the Lightning. Like none of your big rivals that are gonna keep you away from a Stanley Cup in June got him. That's a good thing. Like and and again, I you know, we're not Islander, we're not, you know, poke the Islander or something. Uh I don't know what that would be. I was gonna say Islanders beat, but this isn't Bruins beat, this is poke the bear. So I don't know what the the uh, equivalent of, for the Islanders would be. Poke the Islander. That'd be interesting. Um, poke the island, maybe. Steal the island. Who knows? Um, but what? I, but again, they gave up a ton. It doesn't really make a lot of sense in terms for them. I think they just kind of wanted to make a big move. Um, so again, I, I think the Bruins did the right thing here. Stand pat. Um, they don't need a, you know, huge piece up front. They just need depth. They need depth on defense as well. Um, and you hope it doesn't cost you too much. Um, Cause I think that's the, the biggest thing um, mm-hmm. going forward. And I mean, again, you have other big fish out there. There's Timo Meyer, there's Patrick Kane. Um, could they go to Toronto or Tampa or Carolina? I, I would think one of them might considering the hurricanes have the money to do it. Um, right. Like Timo Meyer, I would think would be a fit in Carolina. Um, but still, I mean, Horvat's in the midst of a crazy year, goal scoring wise and everything. So I just, you know, again, glad he didn't go to a contender. Um, you know, the Islanders sitting on the outside. Who knows? Maybe the Islanders go on a crazy run. Crazier things have happened. Or, or they could also just further dip. Like that team is so like average. Post, like in terms yeah. of where they are. That's when I think most people's reaction when Horvat got traded to the Islanders, you're like, huh? What? I bet Bo Horvat had the same reaction. He's like, Probably. why am I going here? Like, what, you know, I, I could go to, you know, I could go to Carolina. I could go to Boston. I could go to, you know, Toronto. I could go at New York Rangers, Long Island. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about one of our terrific sponsors, Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Over at Bet Online, you can still find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, the latest fighting news. NFL bets, and yes, with the NHL back, even more wagers and odds. 
BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information, from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. It's super easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code CLNS50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's promo code CLNS50. Bet online where the game starts. Now let's get back to the show. The game against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Bruins, uh, after a three-game losing streak, come in uh, game before the All-Star break, and they get the win. Big win, too. I mean, I know Austin Matthews wasn't playing, but big win going up there, doing what they did. Especially that third period where A.J. Greer scores that beautiful goal and then decides to fight. That wasn't great. That was... was... Not the greatest was, decisions. You know the part in the office when Andy has like the phone in the the ceiling and he loses his mind and like <laughs> punches a hole in the wall and then he goes like, "That was an overreaction." That was AJ <laughs> Green fighting Wayne Simmons immediately after scoring a goal. He really shouldn't do that. And I mean, thankfully he was back on the bench later on because he go okay, you got his bell rung there. Oh my god! Wayne Simmons is not a guy I think you want to be scrapping with unless you're. You know what to expect, and based on that punch, I don't think Greer was expecting uh, a hook like that. So what what's funny is it was kind of like you almost like blacked out from the goal, and I bet he was sitting at the faceoff dot, just so high on life, just like yeah, yeah I'll fight anybody, yeah, what do, what do you want? Like I can do anything, and then just I fought who? Like, <laughs> what did I do? I like why am I in the penalty box right now? Um, I didn't understand it. It didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, fortunately for the Bruins, you know it. The light. Uh, I almost want to say the Lightning. The Leafs scored, and then. Uh, the Bruins rattled off uh, two goals, both from Pavel Zaka. Both beautiful. You know, the first one was beautiful. The second one was great work on the forecheck. Uh, we'll get to Zaka in a bit. Uh, but it's clear the Bruins weren't fretting about that losing streak. But still, getting that win before the 10-day break meant something. Yeah, no, I think it, it is a nice uh, development for the Bruins. Again, they weren't talking. They were saying they weren't fretting over a three-game losing streak, which, again, is your first losing streak, and it's the last week of January, early February probably doing okay for yourself, probably shouldn't be worrying about that. That being said, I think the last thing you want to do if you're the Bruins is go into this all-star break, you can get away from the game, relax, and be in the midst of a four-game skid where you also look at Carolina. Last thing you want to do is be like, all right, we're on this record-setting pace. Carolina's what? Six points, five points back of us? Like, that's not exactly, you know, it's like finding out you have to do, like, a huge, like, project at work right as you take a vacation. You're like, you're like yes. all right, well, I'll do with that later. But then you, you're hanging out at the beach, and you're like, oh, shit, I got to do that project. Or, like, in high or like in high, or in high school, or, you know, you'd, you'd, you'd uh, the teacher would say, go enjoy winter break, guys. But, you know, we have an essay due when you get back. And it's like, yeah, or it's oh, like so much for the break. Mid-August for summer vacation, you hadn't read, you haven't done all your book reports yet. So I personally, whenever I was, I started, I started right as, the school year ended. That's me. I stayed at school all summer. Oh, wow. So. That's awesome. Wow. Congratulations, Evan. <laughs> I did uh, not. I did not go to summer school, guys. No more. Um, but, yeah, I think when you look at just getting back on track, and we'll talk about it, but the guys who did contribute as well, um, uh, just an encouraging way for the Bruins to get back to their game. You look at the last couple of losses for them. They've had a lot of third-period uh, lead slip away, outscored in all three of them against Tampa, Florida, and Carolina. And the Bruins really kind of controlled that third period after a pretty tight game. So, again, not taking any sweeping declarations off of a game like this, especially with Matthews out, um, which does hurt Toronto. You know, uh, Sam Stonov's glove, not great. But yeah. I, I still think when you look at just the, the bigger picture and getting back to details and stuff like that, a win like that has to be huge for a team that now can 
finally take a break, relax, and then hopefully get ready for kind of the the final stretch of the regular season here. It's like what Ed, it's like what Jack was saying when he now you know when he was reading Samsonov's stats beginning of the game. He said, "Who do you think? Who does he think he is? Linus Olmark?" Mm. Um, and he did have a good save on Pasternak. Pasternak would have had a top ten uh, worthy goal, but Samsonov made a good uh, left pad save. But you mentioned some of the players who have you know stepped up last night, or excuse me, on um, on Wednesday. Uh, Brendan Carlo, that nice bounce back game. He had a tough stretch of games in Carolina and Florida and Tampa, uh, and Pavel Zaka. Looks like the contract made sense there. Uh, I mean, you look at that that first goal of his where he, you know, dangles to the defender, goes around, then just rips an absolute rocket. And it, he can shoot it. It's funny, like, he can't finish when there's an open net, but when there's, like, a little Holy sliver, man. when yeah. it is a sliver, he just sniper. So, uh, I mean, it's it's good that these guys, again, are, as you kind of mentioned, are getting back. Uh, to playing a good style of hockey before heading into the break. Yeah, yeah. Carlo, I think, had a really good game. Uh, he, he gets that goal again. That's not what he bases his overall contributions for. Is you know his offensive game, but I think you look at him, and I think he's been really solid for a majority of this year. I know he has a lot of detractors, but he's been playing really, really good hockey for most of the season, especially coming back from that concussion. Been really good with Hampus Lindholm. Had a pretty big blip, I think, in these three losses where he had a, quite a few miscues that directly led to goals that, again, you go. Comes with easy territory. To, for what these easy to point are. out. <laughs> yeah, it's very easy to point out, right? Um, but I, I think for him, getting back on track with a, a clean game like that against Toronto, added a goal, which helps uh, guys' confidence is huge. And then, yeah, Saka, I mean, after signing that contract, he's a pretty much a point-per-game guy. I think he has 10 points in his last 10 games in signing that contract. So, again... That's an issue further down the line in terms of is he a potential top six guy when there might be some vacancies down the middle. But I think when you look at just um, this season, he's looking like a guy that uh, warrants keeping that uh, check line together, right? Like for all this mixing and matching, knowing you have a guy in Zaka who complements Krejci and Pasternak well, and I think they've gotten even more in sync as they played more and more games. Uh, that's huge for Montgomery and the Bruins in terms of, all right, we know we're getting DeBrus back and kind of, uh, toggle and see what we can do on on those lines but that second line we keep those you know three checks together fair to assume they're probably going to generate a good amount of chance especially when Zaka's finishing plays like that yeah I don't understand why that Pasternak why that Zaka crazy Pasternak line doesn't stay together all the time every time they're together they produce like that feels kind of obvious and again you get to have Taylor Hall in the third line uh, so to me again like it just goes back to they have depth they've got freaking depth and Again, when you have, I mean, that, you know, again, like on a lot of teams, that Zaka, Krejci, Pasternak line is a top line. <laughs> and you have that on your second line. So, I mean, it's something we've harped on all year in that they have that depth. They have that depth that, again, can beat teams. You know, like you can shut down Bergeron and Marchand and, you know, whoever's with, the, you know, hopefully DeBrusque when he comes back. But you got to you got to prepare yourself for Krejci as well and Coil and Again, that's why I think that, you know, this is this isn't obviously the 1920 team wasn't as deep and they also weren't as good. I mean, they were president's trophy winners, but they were never, ever close to this, to this level of like dominance. And we always said that that whole time, like they don't really have the depth. That's why they went out and had to get Kasha and Richie at the deadline was because they needed a top six wing and they went out and got two and neither really fit. That's not going to happen this year. They don't need that at all. As we said, they just need depth 
more depth pieces in case of injury. Um, and the key obviously then is just please don't give up everything, you know, like just, you know, Sweeney has it in the past. So there's no real sign that uh, he will this time. The biggest thing at this road trip though, I must say, Connor, Brad Martian on Twitter. Ooh, Ooh, don't get in his way. Oh, it was going crazy on there. I think there was one time where he was going on a, a Twitter heater I was in, the, I was right after the Islanders game. And like, you get the like, the things popping up and I go, oh, man. And then it was like a lull. And all of a sudden I got like a notification on my phone that was like, Brad Mar- at, like Brad Martian, like replied to your tweet. And I'm like, oh, shit. Uh, oh, no. Oh. It, was fine. it was fine. It was just normal banter. But when you, when he goes on one of those heaters, you're like, all right, everyone, everyone look out. <laughs> it's like, it's like your, your friend who's been like potty and like passes out and shows up later to the party. Like, what are you doing here? Oh God. Get away. Get away. He's a zombie. No, it's yes. like, it's like, you know, you're getting ratioed. You could yes. like, you could say something completely wrong. Isn't true. You know, whatever. Not that he does, but it, you know, if he did, you could say, you know, he could say like, you know, the sky is red. And it would get a zillion retweets and and likes. You get ratioed into smithereens. And it would be like, go off, King. And yes. you'd be, you know, whoever said the sky was blue would be sitting there like, damn it. Like I got I got nothing. I can't say anything. So he he does go on those uh those those fun Twitter times. He he does it, it's always on road trips. He's probably you know bored and says also true, yeah. it. I'm just gonna, you know, steamroll some people on Twitter. And he does. Athletes, they're just like us. Just go on the- Twitter when they're bored. They they just are like it's funny when I when he was I have his you know notifications on and um because his tweets are always you know must read and and uh, when he was doing it the other night I was like you know like seven in a row and I'm like what is going on like what is happening and he was replying to tweets that he wasn't even tagged in so um it was pretty it was pretty funny and it, it's always funny with him he is always funny we will give him that uh, he is always funny and he does he is pretty good on the ice too so I think that. That probably helps out uh, quite a bit. Uh, Connor, you're on break for a bit on vacation, but what can the people look forward to when you come back? Yeah, uh, we'll continue to have you covered every step of the way this Bruins season over at boston.com. Uh, we have recaps, columns, features, all that good stuff over at boston.com. We also have uh, more content related to everything happening in, in Boston sports. So whether that's Tom Brady, Patriots, Celtics, Red Sox, all that good stuff, we have you covered. Uh, every step of the way over at boston.com so please read over there and if you want to follow me on twitter you can at connor ryan underscore 93 tom brady for fan banner captain we didn't talk about that at all today neither and we won't we we will absolutely not ever that, that <laughs> ever, is a, ever. That, is a, that is a rough little segment right there i jo- i jokingly tweeted that out and people were i think i got some serious replies like oh this has to happen it's like no, 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 no. It could have happened. It, it didn't happen. It, it it was supposed to happen. It did not happen. And there's no second chance. I also don't think he cares. I don't think he would ever want no. to because he didn't want to then. I don't think he'll want to now. Maybe he'll get bored, though. Be like texting the Bruins, please, please. Like, you know, you never know. Maybe that happens. Hopefully like the game, Bruins say. like game five of the first round against Pittsburgh. And it's like, here's somebody. <laughs> People are like, hey, you know, like, so. Anyways. Connor, go enjoy vacation. We will see you when you get back. Maybe you'll come back with a nice tan. I don't know what the weather is over there. I would imagine it's it, it's good now, right? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's a little. It won't be uh, negative like twenty eight. Like it's going to be on Saturday here in Boston. But I also don't think it's going to be. I think we we'll be coming back with needing some SBF or anything like that. I, okay, I mean, so I, I yeah, I don't really know the other parts of the world. Yeah, I, I I didn't look up on my Portugal weather before we started this podcast. Gonna but... sh- I'm going to show up and be like eighty five degrees now. Which, <laughs> I, twist my arm. I'll, I'll take it. 
Yeah, that's not that's not too bad. But anyways, Connor, go have fun. That's Connor Ryan and Marinovsky, Poke the Bear listeners. Have a great rest of your week. Yeah.